Good morning. It's an honor and a privilege to be here this morning and to come and share God's word with you. I am so excited having had such a wonderful time of worship. The Lord is good, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much to the worship team. It was incredible. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump right in. 2019 is here, so let's see what the Lord has got for us in this year. Uh, I would like for us to please open in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. If you are there, say amen. Otherwise, you can also read from the screen. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of of, throne of, God, of the throne of God. Consider him who endured so, such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that you are the perfecter, the author, and the finisher of our faith. That, Lord, we can put our eyes on you. We can fix our eyes on you because you are so faithful. You are the only one who can take us to do the next step, who can enable us to achieve the impossible. And this morning, my Father, I want to thank you that as we unpack and we look into your word, that you will speak into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a book that is very well known, Hebrews chapter 12. But actually, if you read properly, you will find that this chapter starts off from Hebrews chapter 11, where we are told about the faith of different men and women that walked faithfully with the Lord. We hear about Abraham, we hear about uh, all sorts of people that had faith, Moses, we hear about uh, Elijah, we hear about all the people that had faith in God. And so in this whole time, we are reading about these people of faith. We read and we read, and at the end of the chapter, it's almost like the chapter 11 doesn't end off until it gets into chapter 12. Whenever in the Bible, only with the Bible, okay, whenever in the Bible, when you hear the word, therefore, you must ask a question, wherefore? Whenever you hear the word, therefore, you must ask the question, wherefore? What is it that God is saying? Where to? Where are we going from here? And so we are told about the faith of these men and women, and then the writer starts off chapter 12 and says, therefore, therefore what? Therefore, what must we be doing? What must we be pursuing? What is next? And so this whole chapter, it's actually chapter 11, chapter 12. If there were no chapters, it would be just one portion of scripture. And therefore, and so we are encouraged to look forward to something, to look forward to what the next step is, what the next word of God is. And so it comes up and it says that 
Therefore, we are the ones to take off, to take away the sin that so easily entangles, to fix our eyes on Jesus. And so the title of my message this morning is this, Fix Your Eyes on Jesus in 2019. Amen. Fix your eyes on Jesus in 2019 because there is no one else better. There's actually no other options out there. Only Jesus is our option. Only Jesus is the only one who will, is able to take us through this year. And so we read this chapter, and so from these few verses, I took out just four steps we can apply to be able to say, Lord, help us to fix our eyes on you in 2019. The first step is this. We are to prepare prayerfully in 2019. We are to prepare prayerfully in 2019. A lot of times we prepare things and we put things together when we go on holiday, when we're about to write an exam, when we go to work, when we dress up just like me. And um, <laughs> when, you, when you prepare yourself, you want to make sure that it goes well, isn't it? But the scripture is encouraging us this morning, as we read from the word, that for us to actually do that, scripture throughout tells us that we must prepare prayerfully. We are having this year, in this coming week, we're going to have our week of prayer and fasting because we don't want to just start the year in our own strength. We want to start the year with Jesus. We want to start the year with the Lord. And so we are to prepare prayerfully. And how do you prepare prayerfully? You intentionally set aside time to engage with the Lord. And so I put it up for you to say that anything of significance in our lives need to be conceived in prayer first. You cannot just get God's plans and prepare God's things and wanting to achieve the things that God has for you if you haven't spent time with Him. If you haven't set aside time to prepare to hear his voice, to hear him speak to you. And so we are to prepare prayerfully to hear what he has to say. Do you have a word from him this year? Have you set aside time? Have you prepared to put aside time to hear what he has to say? This year there's an opportunity, this coming week from the 13th to the 20th, we have an opportunity where we can set aside time to pray and to hear the Lord, to hear what he has to say, to ask him to lead us. And so we are, we are intentional about preparing prayerfully. We are intentional about setting aside time to hear his voice. You can hear so many other things, isn't it? You can prepare so many other things, and eventually you wonder, why didn't it work out? What happened? We are to prepare with the Lord. If you spend little time of prayer, <laughs> it's, it's like, how, how are you going to experience his full power? And so more, more prayer, more faith in him, more power, more, more, more time with the Lord, more, more, more time to, to hear what he has to say. You are able to be empowered. I once heard this quote from someone. If you are able to kneel before God, you will be able to stand before men. 
because of the fact that you've made time with him. So I would like to encourage you in 2019. I don't know what the plans are. I don't know what the Lord has for you. But I would like to encourage you, prepare prayerfully. Prepare prayerfully. Engage God in your matters of life, in your decision making. Engage God. Prepare prayerfully. And so be encouraged this morning as you set aside time in the coming week. It will be throughout the week. We will start from the 13th, which is a Sunday, and all the way to the next Sunday. Sometime in the week, doesn't mean you have to be here every day, but sometime in the week, in the, after, in the evenings, we're going to have some time of prayer, and in the mornings also at 6, we're going to have some time of prayer. Make some time somewhere. Put a slot for the Lord. Give God a place to speak and encourage you and to know that you can bow before him so that you can stand before men, before circumstances. Whatever that may be this year, you would know that I will enter this year with the Lord. Amen. The second thing that I would like to encourage you with is this. If we were called or we are called by the scripture that we must prepare prayerfully, we are also called to plan and to plan purposefully, to plan purposefully. And so we are not only to pray and to prepare, but we are also to plan purposefully. We plan with a purpose. We plan to get somewhere. We plan so that we can see our plans coming to fruition. And so we, we are called that we are to plan. And the Bible, in, especially in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says to this, it says to us that we are to commit our actions to the Lord and he will make our plans to succeed. We are to commit our actions to the Lord and he will make our plans succeed. If you are wondering, that's in the New Living Translation. And that's what it tells us. It tells us that we are to commit our, our, our actions and the Lord will make our plans to succeed. I don't know, it has happened with me, so I'm talking about me here. I have put plans before, and I thought this will work. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And then after a while, my plans proved to be a total failure. And then immediately when failure comes, I go, ah, Lord. But for me, I thought I'm a child of God, most. I thought I pray, most. So why isn't it that my plans have come through. What's, what's wrong? Why didn't my plans happen? And the Lord normally would encourage me and remind me that in the beginning when I started to plan for this, I didn't invite him in my plans. And so when we invite the Lord, he helps us and he assists us. He assists us because he wants the best for us. So we are to plan purposefully. We are to plan purposefully. I once heard someone say these words. I told my wife, I think I heard these words, but I also think it was me who said it, but I'm not sure. So she laughed at me. But these are the words. A vision without a plan remains only a dream. If you 
put your plans in place and you don't have the Lord to be the one that helps you to plan with you. It's difficult. No matter what you commit your plans to, sometimes and most of the time, it just doesn't happen. Because your planning wasn't with, with him. And so we are encouraging the scriptures. If we think of scripture from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And what? And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Who doesn't want a straight path? We all want a straight path, but it doesn't happen in this life, isn't it? Hey, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> I know for a fact that things sometimes are not so straightforward. There's bumpy roads, there's pothole roads, there's rocky roads. Those things are there, but it is the Lord who makes our path straight. In other words, it's the Lord who gets us there. I would like to encourage you this year, as you plan purposefully with him, allow the Lord to get you there. Allow the Lord to lead you there. I'm reminded of a story of a, a gentleman in Australia. The year is 1983, and there is a, an ultra marathon that was taking place. The man's name was uh, Cliff, Cliff Young. Cliff Young, what happened was this race, it was ran from Sydney to Melbourne in, in Australia. And the distance from Sydney to Melbourne that distance for this race was 875 kilometers. 875 kilometers. The runners would run for 18 hours in a day. After running 18 hours, they would sleep only for six hours. And in this race, it was sponsored by um, a, shopping, a shopping retail place. And so this place had two branches, one in Sydney and one in Melbourne. That's where they start, that's where they finish. 875 kilometers. So the runners sleep for six hours, they would get up in the morning and run for another 18 hours. It was painful. But 150 runners registered for this race. And one day, this gentleman, Cliff Young, he came and he wanted to also register. But he didn't look like one of those athletes. I don't know if you've seen the athletes. <laughs> he didn't look like one of those athletes. He was wearing an overall. He was wearing uh, boots, gum boots. And then he said to the registration table, can I register? And they looked at him and they said, how about how? We can only see more. <laughs> Are you serious? And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, yes, I'm serious. And then so they registered him. He had number 64 on. And the time came, and the gun went off, and the people started running. I don't know if you've seen these athletes. The athletes, even before the race starts, they like to, to stretch, isn't it? And show how, how fit they are. <laughs> they like to show that. But Cliff Young didn't do any of those. He stood there and waited for the time where the gun goes off. And so the, one, the gun went off and the first racers went and they were running. 18 hours non-stop. Cliff Young, his record or his uh, life before he came to race, he was just a potato farmer and a shepherd. 
And so he had no chance. And everybody started to say, everybody watching the race, the spectators, started to say, take that old man out of this race. Cliff Young was only 61 years old that time. Take this old man out of this race. He just cannot make it. He might even die on the way. People started to mock him. But Cliff Young <laughs> kept running. Day one, day two, day three, Cliff Young won the race. With gumboots on, with overall on. Cliff Young won the race. Hey, thanks for clapping, but just wait for it. <laughs> Cliff Young, when he got there, he didn't win by a few hours or a few minutes. Cliff Young won by nine hours, 54 minutes, up front than any other runner behind him. You see, when the runners went to sleep for six hours, Cliff Young never stopped running. For five days, he kept running. When the journalist asked him at the end of the race, how did you do this, Cliff? How did you not sleep for five days? He said, I have 2,000 sheep. And normally when there's a storm, I need to go and run them off. And I have to run. Sometimes I run for two to three days nonstop looking for the sheep. And so he learned to do that. And they asked him, but why didn't you, because he didn't have teeth, and they said, why didn't you run with your dentures on? He says, no, they rattled sometimes when I ran. <laughs> and so he ran and he finished this race. What is the moral of the story? You see, Cliff Young had a plan. And he had a purpose, he wanted to achieve something. I would like to encourage each one of us this morning. Do you have a plan? Do you want to see it coming to fruition? Invite God to be part of that plan. And you will succeed, you will see what he has for you. So we are to prepare prayerfully. We are to plan purposefully. We are to wait and see our dream come true because we have a plan that is from the Lord and he enables us to achieve it. And so, I wonder how are you doing this morning? Maybe you came in the year and you were thinking, ah, I have some things, I was thinking of this, thinking of that. The word this morning is fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your focus on Jesus. Look to him this year in 2019. Don't let anything else distract you. Focus on him and allow him to be the one that takes you through. That takes you through. The third step that we are to take is this. We are to proceed positively. Proceed positively. So how do you proceed positively? One of the main things that we have to do when we, are to, when we come and we have to proceed positively is this. We must have confidence in God. If you don't have confidence in, in God, in trusting in Him, in knowing that He is who He says He is, and He will do what He said He will do, if you don't have confidence in God, it becomes very difficult to proceed positively because you'll be discouraged to continue. And so we are to proceed positively. We are to look to 
to the Lord and keep up with the Lord. Last year in April, I went on a race, 94.7 race. It was a mountain bike race. And I got in and I registered and I was ready to go for it. It was the first time when I went on the race where they changed the venue. I always went to the Kayalami uh, area, and now they were doing it uh, close to Emperor's Palace. And I didn't know the route properly, so I was a bit nervous about the race. Uh, and so we got there, and I climbed on my bike, and I started to pedal. Aye, it was tough. Yo, 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 it was tough, and it was cold, and it was uncomfortable for me. The route was very difficult. And so I... I bumped people, some people were falling off their bikes, and hey! <laughs> I remember there was a point where we all have to climb off our bikes because there was a small little place, puddle, like a water flowing there, almost like a, a river. And it was quite high water, and we had to carry our bikes. And you know, it didn't feel like a, a bike race anymore, it felt like a boot camp, you know? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just so uncomfortable. And then I thought, yes, I need to get a better strategy here. Otherwise, I'm going to come out last. And I don't like that very much. Um, so then I went and I pedaled. And as I pedaled, I, I saw one of the guys. He was, he was good. He was fit. And I saw there were a lot of professionals around. But I saw this one guy. He was in front of me. But I, I thought, if I can just keep up with this guy, I'll be fine, because it seemed like he knew the route, he knew how to get there, he, he got around the, the cyclist easier. I thought, if I can keep up with this guy, chances are I'm going to make it. Not number one, obviously, but, you know, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there. And so I started to follow this guy. I promise you, this guy was just amazing. He, he was just navigating through, he knew the place, he, he just knew what he was doing. And I followed him through, and eventually I got to the end of my race, and when I got to the end of the race, I didn't know this, but he was aware that I was behind him the whole time. And he came to me and he handed out his hand and I shook it and I said, thank you. And he says, no, 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 thank you for the race. And I said, why? He says, no, it was just wonderful to know that you are behind me, you know? Uh, <laughs> for me, I thought, I thought for, for me, I thought, this guy is like, you know, he's like, it's like, no, he's like the guy that I needed to just get through this. You see, for us to proceed positively, we need to have a guy like this, and this guy for us is Jesus. When we have our eyes on Jesus, when he navigates to the right, when he navigates to the left, when he jumps, when he, whatever move that he does, and if we do what he does, we will get to the finish line. And not only that, he will hand out his hand and shake us and tell us, thank you for being behind me. He, <laughs> uh, Jesus will, 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 will open up his arms and he will hug us and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. So let's take 2019 and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The Bible continues to say, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and he, he took it on all in because he saw us with him. Let us proceed positively. The next step that we are to take is this step. Not only are we to prepare prayerfully, 
or plan purposefully or proceed positively. We are also to pursue persistently. Pursue persistently. We pursue because we, we, we are persistent because we don't want to be wary. If you feel wary in this journey, of, in the 2019 journey, I would like to encourage you, ask for strength. Ask for his strength. Ask for him to give you wisdom. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Do not let up. Keep up and trust God because he is who he says that he is. And so we are called that we must ask of him. And so we are to ask him to help us to pursue the things that he has for us. Let us pursue what he has for us, what he has spoke, what he spoke to us in this year of 2019. Let us pursue it. Does it guarantee that it will be a perfect journey? No. He doesn't guarantee that, but he guarantees his presence. Amen. He guarantees that no matter what, he will never leave us nor forsake us because our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the orphan perfecter of our faith. And so let us pursue what he has for us and let us ask for strength. The year is 1963. It's in Mexico. It's the year where the Olympics took place. And in this race, there was this marathon taking place. And there were a lot of athletes running. Now, in the books of the Olympics, this is the only guy that came out the last. And there has never been anyone who came last like this guy. His name was John Stephen Aquari. While he was running, 1963 Olympic Mexico City, he was running, while he was running, he twisted his ankle and he got hurt. And apparently he started even bleeding from right there. So he couldn't run anymore. We are told in his story that he, he started to, to hobble to, to just try and keep up and run. They encouraged him, the medical guys encouraged him, please, just, just stop, you're going to make it worse. But Steve Aquari from Tanzania, he didn't care about this. He continued to run. He continued running, and an hour later, an hour after all of the athletes have gone through, even on the stands, there was no one anymore. Even when he was busy hobbling around and he had to keep up. He was bleeding. Everybody who was there saw this and they were moved. But it was all for nothing, isn't it? The competition is done. He came out last. Eventually, Mr. Aquari got to the finish line. When he got to the finish line, the journalist, hey, journalists feature everywhere, people. The journalists were there. And they were saying to him, Mr. Aquari, Mr. Aquari, why did you do this? Why did you do this to yourself? I mean, you know that you were hurt and you continued. You knew that this can be the worst thing to do and you, you, you continue to do it. Why did you do this to yourself, Mr. Aquari? And Mr. Aquari answered and he said, my country, Tanzania, didn't send me here at the Olympics to start the race. 
They sent me here to finish the race. As you start 2019 with your eyes fixed on Jesus, may you not only start, but may you also finish. Finish with him. Finish with him. Because the Lord didn't bring us here on earth to just start something up for his kingdom and reach out to other people. He sent us here to finish what he has started when he came on earth. And so I would like to encourage you in this year, prepare prayerfully. Plan purposefully. Proceed positively. And pursue persistently. Knowing that no matter what happens, as long as our eyes are on him, we are gonna make it. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're planning for this year. I don't know what the, the things that God is already saying to you. But I would like to take this moment and just that we bow our heads. And I want to trust, it doesn't need to be something huge and big, but something that maybe the Lord can confirm in your heart. Maybe something that the Lord can spark in this time. Maybe something that the Lord would like to put in you. And you can say, Lord, I trust you for this. I would like to see you in this year as I trust in you. Can we bow our heads and just give this time to the Lord? Lord, I want to thank you for each and every person that is here this morning. You know each heart, each life. You know where every person is as we begin 2019. Lord, I pray that 2019 will be a year where our eyes are fixed on you, that we are not distracted by anything else, but that we put our focus solemnly on you, Lord. I pray and I just want to take this moment, Lord, that, Holy Spirit, you would move into people's hearts, that you would minister to them, that they would hear a voice, a word, a phrase, a sentence, whatever it may be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's just take this moment. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray for each and every person, Lord. Whatever phrase or word or whatever that you said, Lord, may you be the one that speaks to them, Lord. May you be the one that carries them. And may your word be true. May your word be life, Lord, in them, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for coming in this year with us. What a privilege, Lord, to know you, in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know what the Lord said to you, but... Whatever word, whatever scripture, whatever verse, I would like to encourage you in 2019, hold on to it and walk with him faithfully. Amen. Excellent. Thank you. I would like to pray a prayer of blessing over you, and then we're going to just um, go through some of our announcements that we, we, we couldn't cover earlier on and then we're going to go through. Thank you so much. Father, I want to thank you that, Lord, your hand would be on each and every person here. Lord, as we begin the year, Lord, we choose to start with you. 
We start with God in this year. And we look to you, Lord, that you will carry us, that you will take us through, Lord. And so, Lord, may you be glorified in our lives in this year. May you show yourself great. May your face shine upon us. May you give us peace, Lord, and may you hold us, Lord, to the highest standards that you have called us for. And thank you, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit, are the one that takes us through. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. There will be baptism. There will be prayer here if you would like to have some. Thank you so much.